0: Unbelievable. What's today? Tuesday. Feels like Tuesday. June 6th. Some days it feels like the day it is. Other days it doesn't. Today actually feels like a Tuesday. This is Market Call. Dan, this Market Call brought to you by CME Group, where risk meets opportunity. Of course, FactSet is our data provider. But we have some housekeeping things we want to talk about because today is Tuesday, means yesterday was Monday, A week from yesterday, or a week from yesterday, or a week ahead of
1: time, we're going to be doing what we're next do, Monday? Market call is moving to Sirius XM Stop on Mondays, it. but it's at noon. So for some of you, so I'm going to say noon Eastern Time, noon Eastern Time. Uh, we are going to be, and it's going to be, you know, a call in program. We are, you know, you and I are going to riff a little we're gonna bit, riff. but we're going to take your calls, which is really what's brilliant about radio, right? instead of
0: trolling us or me specifically in the yeah. comment section which by the way i enjoy a great deal as you know yeah you can actually pick up your phone you get on that landline and dial the following number dan give me the number because i don't have it at my
1: uh, well first of all
0: it is the serious
1: xm business channel it's a wharton channel now 132 okay 132 now a lot of people would say dan you went to the university of pennsylvania sure. like what was it like going to wharton i'm like didn't go to work. Two different things. I was in the college. It's I was, interesting. I was a poli-sci major.
0: So at Georgetown University, people say, where'd you go to school? I yeah. said, I went to Georgetown University. You don't differentiate the schools. There's something about the University of Pennsylvania. They do it. You know, if you say somebody, oh, you went to Penn. No, no, no. no I went to Wharton. Uh, That's an asshole thing well, to it's say. It's kind
1: of like the guys who said, well, I went to college in Boston. You know, up yeah. in Boston. Or I, like, I went what to college
0: they... in California. This is the one I love the most. I went to college in California, and I did my master's in Boston. Oh. So that's the Stanford-Harvard combo. Yeah, I see. All
1: right, but here's something that's really interesting. So for a lot of you folk um, who follow us across our risk reversal media programming, um, we are going to be adding a new presenting sponsor. Stop it. Yeah, we do. It's called Roe. You -hmm. might know them as Roe Man, but they have rebranded to Roe because it's not just about men's health. They've gone across both sexes, male and female. And so we're going to be adding – their their CEO founder, uh, Zach is going to be joining us on the pod and talking about kind of his journey a little bit um, creating the company row but also the products offerings that they do. And I happen to be a customer.
0: Well, well. you've been on a journey as well. Or I would say been.
1: a transformation,
0: not a weight transformation.
1: well a life transformation and it's manifesting itself in all different ways yeah no doubt so so you guys have probably been you you might have heard about it you might have seen it on the web you might have seen it on tv so these weight loss drugs but they're pre-diabetic drugs so i was um prescribed with through the row body program um i started it in january i have lost 30 pounds. Stop I at, it. I was at my max weight. I was at 226 guy. Okay. This was in January. Um, I think it was porking up into this thing. I had done this kind of free online visit on row. Um, and they connect you with a licensed uh, medical professional and then a doctor. It's a telehealth process and a blood test that they actually send to your home. You do it yourself. You send it back. And so I was prescribed this drug. I was pre-diabetic. I have a lot of health uh, you know, issues of a 50-year-old man, I was um, high cholesterol, high blood pressure, uh, sleep apnea. Since losing 30 pounds in the last four months, I mean, all of this stuff, I'm not lying to you, it's gotten better. And Oof. I sleep better, I have more energy, I feel a lot better. Um, and so to me, it's tra- it has transformed my life. So you're going to be hearing about roe you're going to be hearing about roe body on the risk media um, programming because to me it's been transformative and you know who knows guys? you're in a products for you too and buddy. you're in a
0: better mood hopefully they have some hair products because i'm getting a little thin up well top. just you know they got hair they just got say. ed
1: and they got the pardon Ro, me they have ed uh erectile dysfunction and they also have the Ro Body. all right uh, uh, we're gonna you're gonna hear more about them but we yeah. just want to get that out of the way they are mm-hmm. part of the resource media family that would be roe so thanks to them. Welcome,
0: Ro, yeah. and welcome to an S&P oh. that's effectively unchanged yet again. I'm looking at the E-Minute Futures. We might as well throw the chart up because that's what we're here to do. Really going nowhere today. But once again, you know, we find ourselves at the top end of this range, the levels we basically got to in August of last year. You see that uptrend line, pretty well-established uptrend we've been in for quite some time. One has to believe at a certain point, we're going to test the, upper end of that uptrend line which probably takes us down to about 4100 ish the 200 day moving average is slightly below that i think you know what i think is going to happen yeah. i think i know what you think is going to happen meanwhile and we're going to talk about this as well with a market that's decidedly unchanged you have a vix that's actually making not a 52 week low but a multi-year
1: low as well so there's so many strange things happening well, we here. talked about it yesterday Uh, on market call. I mean, the VIX, you know, in 19, okay, well, in 2018, in the lead up to that quick sell-off that we had in Q4 was trading 11, 12, okay? And then in 19, once the S&P had recovered on the pivot, right, the VIX got back down below the levels where it is right now. And I think in the post-COVID era, if you just think about what we went through and the muscle memory of such a sharp sell-off, you know, we just had higher VIXs, right? We had higher levels... Predicated on the fact that there was a lot of uncertainty left in the market. Once the Fed went to zero interest rates, once the the, the Fed decided to do QE, which felt like Mm -hmm. forever, $120 billion of bond buying a month it just seemed like you know there was the potential for them to go the opposite way at some point or who knows what's going to happen and that's why we had the slightly elevated um vix i do think it's interesting guy that as we think about next week's fed meeting okay we're at a situation here let, we can throw the cme fedwatch tool here right now um i think this thing was as high as 55, 60% probability of a 25 basis point hike at this meeting. That was just a few weeks ago. Now you see that's been cut in half here. So what the VIX at 1430 is telling me is that a lot of investors think that the Fed is really, really close to done. And then they're also not particularly worried about the lag effects of a 5% Fed funds on the economy because otherwise we would be in the mid to high teens.
0: I agree with that. I happen to think they're probably done. I don't even know if it makes a difference if they go 25 basis points or not. The effects of 500 basis points of hikes over the last 14 or so months is going to take hold at a certain point. So another 25 basis points or not, again, I don't necessarily think that it matters. Maybe in the short term it matters in terms of market sentiment, but we're going to start to feel the effects. And you're starting to see it around the edges. Some of these ISM numbers have been disastrous I mean, it stands to reason that the economy is slowing down. That's what the Federal Reserve wants to happen. It's mind-boggling to me that the market doesn't seem to be picking up on that. And look, look at the E-mini Nasdaq futures. Runaway right
1: baby. This it's is yeah. Right it's away. exactly
0: right. You know, I look at this thing and I'm it. This leaves me sh- sort of scratching my head. We saw the S and P chart. We're up against resistance. Well, guess what. The NASDAQ tells a much different story, and that's basically predicated on the names we talk about all the time. Well,
1: let's do two things. So, yesterday, if Stephen can pull up Apple, um, you know, Stephen, this, by the way, doing Yeoman's work. He's doing a great job. Um, you know, as, as our whole team is, Jacob was up here in New York all last Love week. Jacob. Jacob was great. Amanda Diaz refreshed all middle. And we have interns now. We, we have two extraordinary interns uh, Kylie, Kylie, and we have Millie.
0: Kylie goes to Yale. Yeah. Her sister goes to georgetown yeah. i guess something happened with maybe kylie didn't get in or something yeah. oh, and millie goes go. to georgetown which is i mean yeah. it's amazing hoya
1: saxa um just saying but we were talking yesterday on market call it's kind of interesting that you know apple was trading a new all-time high then let's go to like a two-day chart if they can pull that up or turn it to that and you know i said to carter you remember, I said, like, remember, like, you know, Apple would have these about faces yeah. and they would rally into like it the, to w- the middle of the show, yes. The WWDC. And it felt like, you know, there were no cares in the world for this thing. And it did do that, which is good that there is some, you know, gravity still exists to some degree in the market. So let's keep an eye on Apple. Maybe if they can shorten this one up and give me like a year to date chart really quickly here, because, um, you know, you just saw what looked like a double top going back. You know, that's a pretty well defined uptrend. It doesn't yeah. look particularly steep right there but it is up 40 some percent off of its january lows the way that chart looks it's not telling the whole story but draw that line in your own head and keep an eye on that because if it were ever to breach that here's another one guy if they can pull up a one-year chart of nvidia and this is one that, that's down two percent today i think these are really important to keep an eye on because these are huge sentiment leaders we know a lot of money has moved mm-hmm. into these sorts of names here and i just want to you know if the s&p is ever going to kind of maybe come back to its trend line. NVIDIA would need to try to fill in that gap, in my opinion. Okay, does that make sense, Guy? Yeah. And then Apple would need to come back to that uptrend. And those are just some of the things we want to point out. You're going to get the S&P futures back towards certain levels that seem to be a little fear back in the market. Which might also constitute a 17 or 18 or 19 VIX, you're going to need those names to leave right, the downside. so you see
0: that NVIDIA chart. I want you to visualize that. Now, go to the longer-term Apple chart. So I said yesterday, I think, on the show that was <clears> December of 2021. I guess it was early January of 2021 where Apple made its prior all-time high. Yep. But you look at that chart, and you're saying to yourself, whoa, whoa, Nelly. Remember that whole thing? Yeah. And remember that Saturday football thing? Yeah potential for a little bit of Keith a double Jackson. top here. Was sure Keith was key check. Now <clears throat> visualize that. Now go to the NVIDIA chart there, Steven, because what we have the potential for, and it still sets up is what we call in the business and Island reversal. You have that Island to the upside, the shorter term one that you showed me before Steven, where you actually can see the Island and you could see what could potentially could happen. So you have that breakaway gap to the upside. We've been effectively trading sideways for six or seven trading sessions if, in fact, this stock were to gap open lower at a certain point over the next week or so, that sets up for an extraordinarily powerful technical signal, which we call in the business mm-hmm. an island reversal. So just keep an eye on that because it's certainly setting potential to set up that way. All right, so
1: here, let's pull up the NASDAQ futures chart. Let's put up a short-term chart. Let's pull up like a two-month chart if they could do that, because I just want to show, and then I want to go back to that one-year chart, right? So that prior high from August was Mm 13,750, let's just call it, okay? And if you look at that, I think if you wanted to play, if, if you think that some of the big leaders, this is Apple, this is Nvidia, this is Microsoft that's down on the day today. Um, you know, Google is still up, Amazon's still up. If you think they're gonna take a breather, okay? then that NASDAQ future, that NASDAQ 100 future, the e is going to check back, I think, to 13,750. So what I would do right here, if I was going to short this thing at 14,538 mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that, okay, and look to play for a move down about, I don't know, 750 points or so, I'm going to stop this right above yesterday's high. Yesterday's high was about what? I'm looking at this here. 14695 or something like that, right? Which so probably
0: to... coincided with Apple top ticking on right. the day as Does well. Does that make sense as yeah, a trade? Here if you're looking at... Because that's what you're looking at. You're looking at that reversal in Apple, and then you're sort of saying, All right, I'm gonna correlate this to the NASDAQ futures and I'm gonna trade against both. So you're either stopping out against a new high in Apple or yeah. effectively that new recent high in the NASDAQ yeah. so yes so
1: that that's that's how I'd be thinking about trading that all right let's look at yields here we just looked at the CME fed fund uh tracker here and we know that you know the all important June meeting here I love that it pause? it's always is an it, all important. is it one and done is it a skip is it a this I mean listen um, I think that unemployment data and we talked about it with Liz on Monday that would be yesterday uh, you and I talked about it uh, yesterday and market call a little bit I think it was a little confusing because some of the data suggests that the jobs picture is weakening a little bit that unemployment rate went to 3.7% from 3.4 which was a 70 year low but the number the headline number at was 3.39 big. was big and the revisions are big so listen dude here's the thing and I think this is important for our listeners to think about is like you know I got to a point in the lead up to the debt ceiling thing. I was, I always thought they were going to get it resolved. Okay. I didn't want to see worst case scenarios because it would help my bearish view of the stock market. I am very hopeful that the economy here in the U S stays together. I don't want lots of America. You say this all the time. I don't, a lot of Americans are underemployed. Right. Like we know that despite three and a half or whatever the hell it is, unemployment rate. I don't want to see it go up dramatically because I don't want you don't want to see an economy hurt a lot of people. We don't want to see it. But at the end of the day, the markets are not the economy. We talk about this all the time and the market's not pricing any fear of the probability of something happening. And they didn't even price it in the debt ceiling. They're not pricing it right now as far as slower economic data. And that's what bothers me. Not that I want to see some sort of economic calamity. I do not.
0: 4,300 S&P is pricing in a soft landing, 100%. Yeah. It's pricing in unemployment not ticking much higher than 4.1%, 4.2%. GDP probably hovering around 2%, 2one or so. Inflation maybe continuing to come lower in the form of 49 down yeah. to 45 type of thing. It's not going to happen. I mean, I'm just telling you right now, something along the way is going to break. And I'll say it. I was wrong in terms of how long the lag effect would need to take hold. It's clearly taking a lot longer. Maybe there's more cash sloshing around. And in some perverse way, I believe that that Silicon Valley bank failure back in March, that was the 16th largest bank. That's probably the most bullish thing that happened to the market over the last four or five months. And I know that sounds completely counterintuitive, but I think it got people back on sides in terms of, wait a second, maybe the Fed's got us and maybe things are going to, maybe they're going to have to sort of bail us out. And it's led to a pretty, Interesting rally to the upside, but go back and look at 0809 what we saw in the aftermath of Bear Stearns. Yeah. You know, those three, four months in, in the aftermath, the market actually did pretty well. It was four months or so later where I think things started to I take the hold S&P again.
1: Was up 15%. Yeah. Um, Oddly enough. L- let's pull up the KRE, which is the uh decent day bank. today. Yeah, decent day. But also from a technical standpoint, this is the thing that kind of interests me, guy. Um, because you know, I was thinking about this yesterday and you know the last thing you want to do after a period of heightened um you know like there was volatility in the space it never really it kind of crescendoed in early may about a month ago here but technically you know, it seems like it's trying to bottom here. I, I feel like the fundamental issues that took down some of those banks um, probably haven't changed a whole heck of a lot. Other than when we know what the powers that be, which is the government, the FDIC, the Treasury, the Fed, all that sort of stuff, we know what they're prepared to do now, and it's different. The size of the problem is not going to bubble up like it was in two thousand eight. We're not. We're not going to have major it's not, money. It's starts, not a right? leverage yeah, problem. Right. We've said that right. all along. Right. So, so my question to you is: Look, look, like, look at this right here. And then you you would agree with me. It's trying to bottom. Huge volume days in early May and everything like that. What, what do you do with this right here? Do you try to like wait and see how far it extended it can get? And then you say, okay, the problems aren't done. We're probably only in the third or fourth. You know, thing. it's
0: interesting. If you go back and remember, Facebook had that huge. Now, Obviously, Facebook has rallied historically yep. over the so, But Facebook had that huge downdraft. And then over a period of time, it looked like it was going to bottom, only to have that second downdraft. I'm not comparing Facebook with the banks, but... In terms of the technical setup, it looks remarkably like we saw, I don't know, a year and a half ago or so. I think we're just headed sideways. Again, my opinion, yes, we've bounced a little bit here, but until the next sort of shoe drops, and there are a lot of people, a lot smarter than I am, that think the same thing's going to happen. There is another shoe to fall on this whole thing. And very quietly, the problems that these banks face was duration risk. Well, the bond market is still manifesting itself in a way that a lot of these banks are probably not set up for, and we've talked about it with Liz Young. Twos tens are widening out yet again, and I don't know where they're headed this time. 82 bips.
1: 82 so when, when basis we to, points. We got, got to
0: about 43 basis points, I think, at its low, Yeah, and now we're back to 82. At our zenith, I think we went to 110 basis points of inversion. So think about that move over the last six all right, or so seven months. So let's talk
1: about that. So all right, you ready for this? We were at 110 inverted on March 8th. Yeah. Okay. So so that's basically um three months. All right. And what happened on March 8th, we know it was that weekend that we were heading into like which banks were going to mm-hmm. fail this and that, whatever. So the fact that the two ten spread guy is moving back to that wise as far as inverted, okay, so we're 20 basis points away or whatever the hell we are, or 30-ish or something like that. When you think about, um, what what does it mean? Okay, so the two-year is anchored to the Fed funds, which is about 5%, okay, ish, you know what I mean? I mean, it's still below that, right? So if we look at the two-year, we have it at 452, and then we have the 10-year at 370. So your point about the duration risk, the mark-to-market held to maturity securities that a lot of these banks hold, if they were to see, okay, so they're buying longer dated treasuries and the the bonds went down in value, they had losses here. Um, how does it play out? Because if yields, okay, go lower on the ten year, which it, probably should happen, yeah. and we're going to pull up a ten year chart if
0: we could, yeah. but you know, it doesn't. Let's, what happens? It probably means they're going to get themselves into They're going to have the same mistakes yet yet again, is my sense. And yeah. you know, historically, a widening. Of the yield curve, a, a steep, you know, a twos tens as inverted as it is, it's not a bullish signal. And obviously, it wasn't bullish that in March, it came back. But as Liz Young says, it's not the inversion, it's the it's the re-steepening and then the subsequent inversion that's going to scare people, and it's happening right before our very eyes. So the banks are not set up for this. So, what do I think is happening? Well, the economy's slowing, and that manifests itself in ten-year yields going lower inflation is clearly still a problem that manifests itself in a very sticky
1: two-year and that's what we're seeing right before our eyes here yeah um let's hit crude because yesterday at this time we were talking about that um opec Mm -hmm. plus meeting we're talking the unilateral supply cut production cut by the saudis we had halima croft from rbc on the cnbc fast money last night who's also been a guest uh, on multiple occasions on our on the tape podcast a guy and i host with liz young on mondays and danny moses on fridays so follow it in your favorite podcast i love
0: people. i have my favorite po- i'm not is gonna what, tell stitcher i like the stitcher i like the zillow application too to get my podcast
1: <laughs> really that's for no that, that's for oh i gotta tell a story we're gonna have a few extra minutes at the end of this that's thing. not a thing I, no no i gotta tell a story at the end of this thing all right so tell it now yeah so last night <laughs> i went and saw this mentalist Pardon me? Okay, yeah, no, I and I know a lot of people call you mental, like yeah. you're completely mental. Oh, like this, people
0: this guy, that can see the future and like guy, they his mind.
1: O's Pearlman, P-E-A-R, L-M-A-N. CNBC had him on the stock draft, yes, and they also had him. So I first saw him. He was on Squawk and Friends with sure. Becky Quick and, and, and A.R.S. And A.R.S. I love Sorkin and that other guy, Joe Kernan, right. And supposedly he's gone on a bunch. And Becky Quick has been super skeptical of his thing. Okay, he did a thing with her last night. This was months ago. If you Google it and maybe uh, Jacob can find it, put in the show notes or whatever. He did this thing with her and she's a skeptic. Okay, and she she said, does anyone know your pin number to your bank card? And she said, nobody knows it. Not even your husband, not even your husband. He guessed it. He didn't guess it on air. He wrote it down for her and she was floored. I saw him do this stuff again and again in a room of 100 people last night. Okay, listen what he did with me. Maybe he should do market call. We're going to bring him on. He's never met me, okay? He had me stand up in front of 100 people. He said, I want you to to think about a pet. A pen. A pet. A pet that you've had. He goes, how many pets have you had in your lifetime? I said, six or seven. He goes, I want you to think about one of them. I said, great. He goes, is it a dog? I said, yes. He's like, all right, I had a 50-50 shot there. You know what I mean? Dog or cat, that sort of thing, all right? And he said... I want you to think about how many letters is in that dog's name, okay? I counted like that, like you just did. And he goes, is it six? I said, yes. He goes, I want you to choose one letter in the dog's name. He goes, is it a G? I said, yes. He said Dodger. He said Dodger. It's crazy. I was floored. In front of 100 people. How does that happen? I don't know. So you guys got to look this guy up. O's, Oz Perlman. I got his number. I got well, his Well, it's digits. interesting
0: because he spells his name O-Z, O-Z. And I would say I'd call him Oz. Yeah. But he would have known that I would say that. So you know would have so funny about me this, before the, This is so funny. He would have said,
1: before you call me yeah. Oz, because I know you're about to do that, I'm Oz. You know what's so funny? There are some people who just are not in on it. They went. They paid the money to go see he gets them up. He's trying to get them, and they are just jackasses. I mean, they were—they're trying to mess him up. All right, but that was my little story. That, that so, just kind of freaked me out. Get
0: that guy's ass. Maybe he can tell me what's going to happen well, in the gold market. It's him or, or Chat
1: GPT. Like those Pardon two me? things are probably going to do better than Dan and Guy in the markets. I don't think you think so? Well, maybe those. All right, let, let's look at crude oil. Let's look at crude. Oil. All right, so we were saying a, a day ago we were talking about crude. we were talking about that unilateral cut. Halima Croft. I don't know how we got. Where? where how do we get? You there? said Halima Croft. Yeah.
0: And, and then you said you can I, get I, you said about it, you can get it in your favorite podcast. Store. I got completely. And mental. then I said mine is Zillow. You looked at me like I was nuts. Um, and then for some reason Zillow yeah. triggered this whole O's thing. He yeah. would have known that, by the way. True that. Anyway, continue on all because I do think it's going higher. Maybe we could pull up a what, chart what here. Would, all right, we do have a chart. What would right,
1: so? And I'm just there pushing back here. What what would possibly be the impetus for this right now? Because cause I like it can't get out of its own way, and it had that huge rally. So what was that rally? Can't get out in, of its own way. you, by the way. Like so, no, I And mean, the technicals, I mean, the chart looks horrible. It looks
0: awful in terms of this downtrend. If you look at the bottoms, you know, we didn't get down to the lows we saw in May. Yeah, We're bouncing to the trend line. I still think there's going to be continued rhetoric out of OPEC. I think if this cut doesn't work in terms of price, they're going to do it again. They're going to do whatever they need to do to get the price higher. And also, by the way, I've said it a 100 times. Despite the fact that global economies seem to be slowing... There's still a huge supply-demand imbalance, and Halima probably talked about it the same thing. So, I mean, it's out there. And by the way, and I'm not comparing it again, but real quick, look at what home builders are doing today. Pulte Homes, all-time high. Toll Brothers, all-time high. It's got nothing to do necessarily with the economic landscape. It's all based on supply-demand imbalances, and we've talked about that for a year. Okay, so how? So you tr- you've traded. Crude but yes, oil. crude oil does not. You've trade traded well.
1: crude oil for thirty did. years. Okay, oh, like, like, 30 like, years. But, but you traded it for a while. But you, I, I'm sorry. We used to throw it around. No, I know. But you, and you you like the way I always have one eye open on like an apple. You you do on crude oil. Yeah. Okay. Because, so, yeah, the exact- so, so that's what I'm, I'm, saying. A, I'm so a commodity you came, right. geek. So so my my question to you is that how does an oversupply, weak demand, situation. Like how does it repair itself? It's not see that's the thing. There's really it's not an oversupply
0: right now. I mean, it's it's not necessarily so why are they cutting thing. supply? Oh, because they want the price higher.
1: Right. But they if, want but, that's but, all it is. But supply-demand dynamics. I mean, if there's more demand than the the that the, well, you're we'll gonna see. But you know, I'm, I'm just saying it's yeah. it's just a weird conundrum, I guess. You know, and the and the price action is listen we went through a year and a half where if you tried to short this thing it was a widow maker you, yeah. know, what, you know what i mean and now it feels like every time you try to buy it you it gets rejected at, at, yeah, at, no, at, at resistance you know
0: listen the underlying stocks haven't traded well i'll say this oih is still in a bit of an uptrend since 2020 it continues to make seemingly uh, higher lows we'll see how that plays itself out the other thing i think we should look at is gold because it's all yeah. part and parcel crude oil is a true commodity Gold, not so much, but gold is labeled a commodity. Here we are, and if you pull up a chart, we're in this uptrend still. We have held it, and the moving averages are starting to turn higher. So, again, you're going to ask me, what's the catalyst? I don't know. I don't know what these Fed officials are going to say next week, if that necessarily is it. Obviously, the debt ceiling wasn't it. Um, Maybe the dollar getting whacked here potentially could be it. dollar's not really doing much. So I still think gold goes higher. Central banks continue to buy gold in record amounts and it, i've said it a hundred times at a certain point it's going to manifest itself in the price
1: yeah um i, I don't disagree. you're not a, a believer no no, I no technically tell. there was a good
0: song by the monkeys by the way hey hey it's the Monkees. if you can name what's the chat thing Ch- chat chat no no name. no the thing in our if, if somebody can name all four monkeys right. i'll give you him or her a shout can out i do it can you do it
1: mike nesmith yeah
0: mike that's a hard
1: one davy jones
0: that's third second um you're not gonna get the fourth i'm just telling you right um, now i'll give you mickey Dolans. he was the drummer
1: <sighs> i was going mickey Dolans. he's the one where the hats like no the michael neck. nesmith oh, oh, wore he had the, the hat. longer hair uh yeah well they all had long hair yeah all right mickey Dolans. you're not gonna then, get it
0: davy jones who was in the brady then bunch. there was
1: a tall nerdy guy
0: yeah they were all sort of nerdy. no this is the
1: tall dark haired nerdy no, guy. no that was michael nesmith uh, David Jones, Michael Nazareth, Mickey Victor Dolan.
0: Carbino got it. It's Peter
1: Tork. Oh, Peter Tork. Yeah. He was the he was the guy who was like the doe face looking guy. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Okay. So um, about that. the the money way you were saying I'm no, a believer. No, there was a song, I'm a hey, believer.
1: Hey, hey, yeah. I Technically, that's a good looking chart man and you know it held that 100-day moving average on two occasions of the last couple of weeks. You see the 200-day all the way down there. I I I see what you see and and if the next move of the Fed is to position in a dovish manner, then gold should rally yeah. in my opinion. Okay. One thing I want to go back to before we hit the last thing which is Bitcoin and I think it's super interesting a couple of days with Coinbase and Coinbase uh, disaster and, 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 and uh, Binance. Let's go to the Russell we had this conversation yesterday, Russell 2000. If you guys can pull up the Russell 2000 futures here. Um, uh, we talked to Carter about this. And we're talking about a friend of mine who's asking me whether he should take some profits in the QQQ and the NASDAQ 100. And And I said, listen, I think if you sell and you take some profits, he's up 30% dollar cost averaging over the last year. You said, Let's start layering into the Russell. Look then you this said, thing. this
0: isn't a Paris trade. Yeah. It's more in terms of the way you, yeah. and it's rallying today. And the Russell's rallying today because the bank's, regional banks that's where i was going so
1: like so for instance one of the things that has been holding back small caps is the exposure to regional banks and smalling banks and, and so that was kind of but that consolidation that we've had since mid March is pretty interesting because it never made a new 52 week low that's no. the Russell and here we are breaking out above it. I'm not bringing this up because what I said yesterday I'm bringing it up because it's really important if you're trying to find things right like if you're trying to find some silver linings and some stuff where you can be bearish on the mega cap tech stock and you could say well if the Russell 2000 has maybe taken some of the, the, the punishment of a Lot of the things that we talked about, high inflation, higher yield, you know, all that sort of stuff. Then maybe it is setting up for something that you want to dollar cost average in. Because when I look at this chart, I look at that sixteen fifty level guy, and I'd say if you wanted to start dollar cost averaging, you know, when it gets back to seventeen fifty, there's not a lot, too much room to the down unless we had like an economic calamity. It's
0: a it's a regional bank it, right now. The Russell's an overlay of the regional banks So if you think there's going to be another leg low in the regional banks, you're yeah. sort of I think you're getting out of the Russell here. It's really a today's an, to an important day to keep day. an
1: eye on because if the if we do have another leg lower the regionals, at some point this could be a place to go to once it gets washed out. You mentioned Silver Linings. Did you like the
0: movie? And I mentioned this because I love Brad Cooper who happens to have gone to Georgetown yeah, University did. as well. Did you like Silver
1: Linings well, Playbook? Jay Law, Robert De Niro. Yeah, I did. It was quirky. No,
0: I didn't think it was quirky. I actually was that was a beautiful movie. Yeah. they were two like tortured soul we're all broken people and sometimes broken people need to find somebody I that's equally all, broken. Do you really think we're
1: all broken yes, people? absolutely really? everybody's dealing with something no everyone's got adversity but being broken means like your kind of inability to kind of move forward that's doing not true things, jennifer really?
0: lawrence was moving forward bradley cooper was but they were broken it was and substance moving forward.
1: Abuse or it was like um there was mental issues what, what was well it i think day? brad cooper's i think brad had a lot either. of issues
0: his wife treated him like shit. yeah who is the he, wife I don't remember, but then he met Jay. Somebody put then he that met in the Jennifer chat, Lawrence, Jay Law. and he, you know, he immediately fell in love with her, but he didn't want to recognize that she obviously Who played dug the wife? Him. There were some others, a lot of other great actors yeah. in
1: that. I remember. I remember. Good movie. Um,
0: De Niro. You know, De Niro just killing it. I love De Niro. Yeah, we maybe we get him on the on the tape podcast. I don't think so. I Let's don't think... talk about Coinbase disaster du jour. <laughs> I mean, and we've pointed this out. I don't really get it. Somebody said on Fast Money, I think two years ago. That Coinbase was going to be the bank of the metaverse, and I didn't you know for the said life it? of me. You know Gene it, Gene Munster? Yeah, and, I, and for the and life Gene's of me, awesome. I didn't. And he I, might, no, be, I'm, I'm he just might be I, right. Maybe they're the bank. I have no idea. What what's you the need metaverse? a bank in the metaverse? Apparently, I'm one of these people. By the way, I was, a, and we got to get out of here. I'm sorry. We do. So I worked at Goldman Sachs from 1996 to 2003. It was sometime in 2001 where I got a call from HR or something. Uh I'm like, oh, that's not a good. You don't even want to get. No. They said, listen, you're the only person left at the bank that doesn't get direct deposit. You have to. I'm (laughs) like, no, I don't have to do a damn thing. Then I know you actually do. If you want to get paid. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I want want the frigging paycheck. I want all the things, you know, the numbers, FICA and FICA and those. No. They said you got to do direct deposit. I'm like, all right. That was the last one so
1: i had a really funny joke so
0: why do you need a ba- I mean apparently you don't need a bank for anything
1: sorry uh-huh. all right so the coinbase is getting sued true story by the way by the sec they sued binance yesterday the stock's down 15 percent. it got killed yesterday on the binance news um you know this doesn't even talk about the pressure that they have as far as pricing um you know and as far as volumes and all that sort of stuff if you look at the one-year chart of coinbase um you know You kind of say to yourself okay maybe there's some support down there near the january lows but let's look at bitcoin in the futures really quickly here guy because i think this is interesting you know it had that huge move up in march it it actually sold off with all the banking issues i remember think about bitcoin double went up a hundred percent yeah but but it initially sold off after the big ramp early this year during the banking crisis the regional banking crisis and then it ripped when people feel uh, what's the feds uh, what, what's their move their moves to support the, yeah. the the you know the banks and then it ripped but it's actually not been trading particularly well for the last two months so that 200-day moving average seems like it's got a, a target on its back that's 22,130 in the futures and then if i look at the five-year and this is not a log chart here, people, but you know, you're know you going back to that kind of 12,000 level that was kind of the lows from late last year or so. So let's see how it acts if it gets to its 200 day. And I said this on Fast Money last night, why do we care about Bitcoin? Well, to me, I do think it's an interesting risk um, a macro risk Mm -hmm. asset that a lot of macro folks are looking at. Um, It's also, you know, a half a trillion dollar market cap when you think about it. So, you know, meta that you just mentioned as a 700 billion dollar market cap, put Ethereum and Bitcoin together and you get a meta's market cap. I think you have to look at it. I think, you know what I mean? It's got to be one of those things that is on your main fact sheet page, because at the end of the day, people are trading it and they might be expressing macro views using it.
0: I like what you did there you re- very well done. I want to remind people that next Monday. Oh, yeah. What day is that? That's the 12th. The 12th.
1: Monday, June 12th. June 12th. Yeah. 12 o'clock noon. For
0: all you Geminis out there. So right now we're in peak Gemini season. So if that means if you think about it, if one person listens, it's a Gemini. We double our audience by definition because all you Geminis out there are psycho. Number one. Number two, <laughs> Monday at noon. Call in. So if you forget the number, apparently it's 844 Wharton. They're just trolling me. Now, the problem with that is a lot of people don't know how to spell Wharton. I will tell you there's an H in it. So it's W-H-A-R-T-O-N. But the number, Dan, is 844-942-7866. So get ready, people, and call in. And you can say whatever you want to me. Try to keep it somewhat clean. But if you come at me, I guarantee I'm coming right back at your ass number one. But I want to thank our sponsors i want to thank F- FactSet, set financial data and analytics powered by tomorrow they're our data provider as you know i want to thank cme group dan where risk meets opportunity where risk meets opportunity i want to get laird hamilton on this show to sort of riff about surfing because a lot of people don't know i actually surfed mavericks back in the day where nobody knew what mavericks did was not. i'm it just telling not. you but it that's did, it today it and i want to again this rowe thing is going to be huge and I appreciate you mentioning it because we're all dealing with something as I mentioned and if Roe can help Dan well we're here for
1: you folks okay. Roe can help I mean it's changed my life in four months here people you're going to hear a lot more about my journey and that company on the risk reversal media uh programming here so thanks to Roe thank you guy dami thanks for all we the had an audience today in the, in the in the comment section that was a whole heck of a lot of fun
0: we had Rafis behind the board. Want to say hi to Stephen Rafis. We like had Millie. Guy. We had Kylie. We had Jacob. We had Amanda. Amanda's mm. kid is probably watching, right? Yep. Amanda, is that true? She's giving me the Cece, thumbs up. CC, baby CC, who just turned six months That's old. Crazy. Before you know it, that kid's gonna be seven months old. It's the craziest thing how time goes by. Yeah. My um, right, Dan wants to get out of here. All right,
1: I'm, I got to head. I got a jackass it down to DC. I got to get on the Acela. Oh, I'm I like the down. Acela. Yeah.
0: No, it's very civilized, the train. It
1: is. No, it is. It's you nice. like it. It's kind of old time. When you were like playing baseball in the 30s, yeah. you guys so used, to we used to travel. To travel by train. Train. Yeah.
0: And we used to have all these like gags. We used to play like Pinochle and stuff together. It was a lot of fun. But that's it. So we'll see you people tomorrow. See Later. You, thanks.